Hey, how's it going, everybody? And happy holidays. You're listening to another episode of the Super Mercado Brothers Video Game Music Podcast. This is the podcast where we shoot the breeze and hang out. <laughs> As we're recording this, it's about to be New Year's. Uh, when you're listening to this, it'll be after the holidays. It'll be uh, January 8th is when this episode will come out. Um, we thought it was a good time to do a shorter, laid-back episode to ease back into the flow of everything, particularly for me uh, in this household. <laughs> so I appreciate everyone's uh, <laughs> flexibility, uh, especially Will. Uh, I want to give a big, big thank you to Carlos and Jared for yes. their wonderful job in last episode. Um, but yeah, this is going to be a good time. What we have um, to keep things VGM-esque is uh, in the background of this episode, nonstop, we're going to have a really fun uh, GQU Powerful Pro Yaku playlist uh, from some titles that we've covered in those two episodes that we did, uh, kind of leftovers from those games. And so that really good laid-back music will be happening through the background of today. And I think we're just going to be shooting the breeze. I think we are as well. We, um, we're catching up, I guess you could say. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. what do we really have to to catch up on Carl <laughs> not much and, and nothing's changed in our lives and everything's the same so I guess we'll just end this episode yeah <laughs> no fundamental life-changing you know monumental aspects of <laughs> life the human earthquakes experience no not have at all happened to either of us yeah oh I should I should say real quick that uh, pr- somewhere near the middle of the episode we will answer a handful a few of uh, listener questions uh, so look forward to that too um, yeah I, I think we mentioned that we did a real a few minute uh, little segment that where we bursted in uh, last time, um, but yeah, it's it's been crazy. So uh, little Elliot Brueggemann, he was born on the 11th of December, um, and now as every day that passes, things get a little bit less crazy. Maybe in our house, just because we're getting used to him and he's getting used to us. Um, still really tired, still struggling with the night times. Um, but other than that, things are going pretty smooth. We have really great help. Um, like, actually, Will, just at time of recording, we just had Marty over for a couple hours um, just just to kind of watch Elliot and just kind of give both of us a, a chance to get some other things done. Um, I had to get some work done, and then Joe had to, you know, do some other household stuff. So it's really nice that we have uh, great family and friends in the area to uh, to help us, so yeah, well, things, and things also are good. good family and friends, and decent family and friends, because you really <laughs> want the whole spectrum. You want we, the whole it spectrum. can't all be great, yeah. And so we had a wonderful uh, holiday time. Will, Will, and Emma were actually able to make it uh, back up to Minnesota for basically like a long weekend, and so luckily you guys got to see Elliot a few times. Um, so I was really happy that that worked out. I was scared about the flights because there were so many flights being canceled. Um, so I'm just really glad that we had that time to hang out and stuff Um, yeah i think we were super panicked that something was gonna go wrong and it just seemed very stressful so we were trying to just be open-minded and flexible and kind of roll with the punches of whatever happened but it ended up being a terrific christmas and kind of a normal one i mean obviously the highlight of it is getting to meet elliot and have him be a part of the festivities but other than that like I think it went it was pretty the way in. that it, it would have gone any year. So I, I we're, mm-hmm. we were so grateful um, amidst all of the craziness and, and chaos. There were these in all little pockets. Like before you came, before you and Emma came into town, I, we, me and Joe, were just feeling like ah, it doesn't feel like Christmas. It doesn't feel like the holidays. Like 
And part of that was just we have this new experience that we're going through. But it was nice um, during that weekend to have these little pockets of normalcy and like just like, I don't know, calmness. And we're still having that every day. We have moments of that. Like we have the stress and we have the exhaustion and everything. But I'm just really enjoying the little pockets of normalcy. And this is a great example. Like I was so excited to record this with you today, Um, you know, easing back into the flow uh, of the podcast. Um, Me too. Yeah. So. So right now, Elliot's just napping, and so so this this timing worked out really well. But yeah, it's th- things are good. Uh, we're we're very lucky to have the little guy. I'm really excited to to see him grow up and to I'm you know in no rush, but I'm also at the same time really excited to hear him talk and smile and laugh and walk and all. You're those just things. waiting so, to give him a drum lesson. I mean, that's exactly. just like when can he hold the sticks? You know, when can so you play? He, he definitely double I dash mean, he likes, with him. He likes a lot of things. I will say there's not a lot in life he doesn't like, but um, he does love music. He loves to be sung to. Like when he, there are certain times I'm holding him and he's a little bit cranky. I'll just start singing to him and it'll it'll definitely calm him down. So I think he likes sound. He likes um, a lot of volume. Like when the dog is barking and when the TV's on, he seems like maybe the most comfortable. (laughs) What I'm really excited for, because I know this is going to happen, because I know you, at some point in the next few years, I, I just know you're going to make some album that will be like music for kids, but it'll be like groovy and it'll be Carl style music. And Very I don't know how exactly you're going to solve that particular thing, but I'm really curious to hear the music that you write I know for that, Elliot as he grows up. I know that Joe and joe's mom both want me to do that they've said multiple times oh you should make kids music you should make kids music so i'm sure i will dabble at some point in that i just wanted to quickly say here that uh we have this awesome um gq powerful pro music in the background every once in a while i'm sure one of us is going to notice something cool so at any time will if you notice anything cool we can kind of listen along uh right now what well, you're see, hearing Carl, the problem is, with that is, is from uh, portable 2 it's bgm2 Carl, the problem with that is that um, if every time I heard something cool, I, I spoke up, I would be <laughs> you would speaking up the second. entire duration of the well, podcast. Well, I tried. So what I did is I tried to find tracks. Uh, everything is so good in the series, as you know, Will. But I tried to find kind of chilled tracks for today. Um, so it's definitely like I would say this genre is kind of elevator music. It's like modern funky elevator music. And some people think it's really cheesy, but well, I just feels, I just love this. Stuff. It's like Japanese menu music yeah like it reminds yeah, me totally. of a lot of you know like sports games and or certain racing games or even you know yeah music rhythm games kind of just a, a really lively putting you in the right positive spirit but something mm-hmm. for navigating the menus something that's just sort yeah. of neutral in background so uh, one thing i wanted to ask you will so i don't know if all of our listeners know this but all three of us Brueggemann bros have actually been uncles for a few years. We have a sister that now has three kids. And so we've all been uncles for a few years. So, Will, now now you're an uncle for the fourth time. Um, talk a little bit about your experience as an uncle and, uh, I don't know, just what's fun about it for you. Well, I think when Elliot was born, it was definitely the most emotional experience I've had since first becoming an uncle because 
I mean, I think it's like when each of your siblings have a kid for the first time. Yeah. It's it's exciting because of the kid, but it's also exciting because the way that you see them and think about them changes and it's something that just kind of wakes you up to oh wow we're all in like a new stage of life um right. that my siblings are parents now it's like it, it i don't know even though i'm not a parent it feels like oh now i'm my peer group is like adults and it somehow mm-hmm. i don't know wakes you up to that a little bit but then obviously mm-hmm. the just pure delight of being around first babies and then toddlers and young children like i think it's I don't know that it's one of the things that I love so much about family and spending time with, you know, I think in most of our families, there's such a wide age range. And I think that's really good for people to not just, you know, Mm. be with people of their own generation. Cause I think sometimes it's a huge range between you and Marty, man. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I think also it's like spending time around kids can put your own life into a different context and can kind of remind you sometimes of what's important, what's unimportant. Yeah. It can remind you of sort of nostalgic memories. Um, and it's, I don't know. I mean, being around babies is like, it's, <laughs> it's just like spending time with puppies <laughs> or little kittens. It's just like pure happiness. It's, you don't need to even intellectualize it at all. It's just, you, yeah, you're totally. around this little baby you hold him and you just smile. It's been really touching, like for me and Joe. Like we ne- we didn't necessarily expect this. Like how many people are so excited? Like obviously, like we knew you were going to be excited, but like the level that you were, um, and the amount of like love we were getting from all of you guys, but just just friends of ours and just people that we know that everyone is just so excited and happy for us. It definitely, it's very touching, and like we're we're still excited to like to show Elliot to a lot of people, like cousins and friends like there's a lot of people we still have to introduce them to uh so that'll be fun over the next you know few months to do that it's actually kind of interesting like right now so he's so obviously uh so our sister you guys might not know this but our sister uh lives in england actually um and and so a, l- a lot of the kind of elliot meeting of her and the kids is just going to be virtual for a while sadly but uh, so other than her he's he's met everyone you know our family, uh, all the grandparents. Yesterday, he got to meet um, Joe, one of Joe's brother, and, and his wife, and so that was fun. I think he'll meet the other brother sometime in January, uh, and and then he's met a handful of our friends. I think a few of our friends came over, but it'll be like interesting to see in the next few weeks and months. Like, I can tell a lot of people really want to come over and and like see him, but I don't know if I should be like specifically inviting them at a time or just wait for them to like ask because it's like for example like we have some close friends that we know really want to see them but it's like should we be saying oh do you want to come over tomorrow or just like wait for them to nag us it's hard to know like uh you know how to balance this stuff right now well i gotta say and i'm not just you know kissing your ass because um (laughs) we're on the podcast but genuinely i'm i've been so impressed with you and joe Um, And not just in the ways of, you know, like literally caring for this child, but I feel like the attitude that you guys have is honestly, it really surprised me because it's not like any other first time parents I've ever encountered. You guys seem really 
comfortable and I think the right level of confident where it, oh, it's not thanks, like man. you're acting like aloof or like, oh, whatever, we don't care. But it doesn't seem like you're freaking out over every little thing. And the thing that just really mm. warms my heart is I can tell how much you guys just want to share him with the world. Yeah. And it was it was so sweet. All the opportunities like we we thought maybe we'd get to see him once and, you know, it, that it would hmm. be sort of scary and like oh, we don't want to <laughs> expose him to anything and like it, yeah. but it was like it was so we were so happy multiple points you in the know weekend. what's funny oh, carl and joe are coming over and they're bringing Elliot. i think that overall attitude and energy surprised us too because some of that is just him he, he he just honestly i really do think he's an easy baby i think he's a really laid-back kid and so it kind of comes from him and like something about being around him like it does make us feel more chilled out than we were expecting. And so, yeah, that, I, re- I really appreciate that. It's um, I'm crazy. excited to see how that continues with his personality or doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Maybe he's like a Woody Allen type, just really neurotic eventually. But, um, yeah, oh, this I've... is a cool track that started. There's a really nice organ melody. This is from uh, Powerful Pro Yaku 2011. It's crazy how many entries are in this series that um, would be <laughs> yeah. relatively obscure to most. What is it? Western I think listeners. in the U.S. that's known as Power Pros. I want to say, um, but yeah. So, Will, uh, before we get to some listener cues, uh, we, we've had a nice little baby chat here. Uh, do you want to catch our listeners up on some of the things? Some of the things you probably can't talk about in specifics, but like <laughs> talk a little bit about. Uh, you know, recently what you've been up to at your job in LA and just, sure. uh, just kind of what's going on with you. Yeah. So I'm still working for Mark Isham uh, as his assistant. Uh, I, I think we talked about when I started um, my internship there, uh, but that very luckily for me turned into uh, a more full-time job and it's been a Mm -hmm. whirlwind of a time um it's been a particularly busy time for mark um and a lot of different exciting projects that we've been working on several films several television shows so it's been incredibly educational um but also really empowering too because i think for a lot of there were a lot of firsts for me that were incredibly nerve-wracking and experiences yeah. where I was like, I don't know if I can do this, and this is so much responsibility, and what if I a screw something up? A lot of new skills that you're learning, yeah. But then when you get through that, and oh, the recording session went well, or we delivered mm-hmm. the music, and everyone's it's happy, it's like, oh. yeah, I can do this, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that happens, you know, that's such a common thing, I think, for people that are starting new jobs. Like, every job that someone starts, even even if, like, let's say your title is the same, and you, you're hired with a new company, there's still a lot to learn. Like every job, there's going to be things that you've never done before and you're going to learn. And like, it's always a little anxious at first, but if you're a competent person, like I I remember that feeling. I've had that feeling many times at jobs where it's like, oh, okay, yeah, I can do this. And then by the second, third, fourth time you do it, you have that confidence and it just feels better and better. So um, that's that's really cool to to hear. Once some of these projects actually um, start airing and and come out and are kind of officially released, I'll probably be able to talk about them in a little more detail, but that will be really interesting. As of now, I should probably keep my lips sealed. There's so much stuff, you know, in that industry that that's so hush hush. Um, 
you know, and speaking of that industry, this is a good time to, to why don't we get into some of these questions here? Um, so this time around, we have a few listener questions, and, and I asked that all of them were either related to VGM or 2023. Some of these are related to VGM in 2023. So let's let's get some of these uh, answered here. So the first one uh, comes from CSL316. What do you guys expect from the Tears of the Kingdom OST? Will their musical approach change from Breath of the Wild due to feedback, or will they stay the course with mostly ambience and town themes? You know, that last part of the question, it's interesting. I don't even know how much of that feedback uh, Nintendo really even listened to or paid attention to or cares about. Like, yeah. I know that, that I guess we could all say that there was a mixed maybe reaction of, of how the music was approached. Um, I would not say there was an overall negative reaction. I would say mixed. Some people loved it. Some people had issues with it. But so, yeah, I actually don't know how much they care about that reaction. I think it's going to be very different just knowing Nintendo. There's no way they're going to just do the same thing. Exactly. I mean, I think the closest thing we've had to something like this has been Majora's Mask, which, you know, built along the same engine and maybe on the surface looks similar, but fundamentally the gameplay and the score, yeah, they're incredibly separate entities. So I have a feeling... Yeah, that's what um, I'm thinking. Not that this game will be tonally like Majora's Mask, but I also think that it doesn't seem very Nintendo to me to kind of remake the game they already made in their sequel. I think they're going to try to go for a different kind of appeal in terms of the gameplay. And I think that will lend to different musical choices, even if it's the same two composers. I'm curious to see how they sort of grow and evolve. I think the thing that I would most like to see in the, the music is um, honestly, it isn't necessarily some of the things we've talked about, like, paying more homage to the series musically but for me it would actually be finding ways within the implementation to maybe push the envelope a little bit because i think oh, yeah. some of the nature of why the why playing through breath of the wild is so quiet or so ambient it's because i think it's really difficult in a game that gives you so much freedom to have that kind of traditional musical approach and not have it feel too choppy and stoppy and yeah. starty every time but i would love for that there have been some brilliant work implementation wise along those lines um that lots of studios have explored and i'd so love a couple to see things Nintendo that i am that. pretty confident about i do think it's going to be the same composers there could be additional ones but i do think that the, the main two are going to return right i'm pretty confident about that um, I definitely think the, the approach is going to, and the vibe is going to be a little different in the music. I'm excited about the game because, you know, since they're using the same basic map, and to me what that what that says is, okay, we're able to really focus these remaining months of development time on things like a cool story. Uh, we don't have to right. make a world from scratch. Yeah, we're adding on this world, but like that was a great decision for that reason. Like, yeah, I'm hoping because of that decision, the plot can be more fleshed out. Maybe the use of the music right. can be uh, a little bit more nuanced. So yeah, I'm hoping I mean, for I things like that. I have a feeling that. that some of the things that were the weaknesses of Breath of the Wild will be the strengths of Tears of the Kingdom. That would be nice. Like you said, it's like so much of what was the achievement of that game was building the system itself and getting this whole world together and making it work and you can tell the story was a little bit 
tacked on. It was almost like an right, optional, right. you know, collectible, um, which I can see that they're trying cool to find if, a way to incorporate it into the gameplay. But yeah, I, I, I would love to kind of... I can't wait sp- for the game. Split the difference so that you still get the appeal of the open world thing, but could have a story more in a more cinematic way that I think Skyward yeah. Sword and Twilight Princess were... I, achieving a, a level of kind oh, of totally cinematic agree. storytelling that I would love to see explored. And I don't just mean cutscenes, but I mean also in terms of the nature of the story itself, the characters, their relationships with each right. other, the way music is used. Um, I, I'd so, love well, we to have see it this, go a little um, further. This, this question, we have two questions that are related, so I'm going to pair them, and I'm going to have you answer the first one, and I'll answer the second one. So to start off for you, Will, this is from Jared. If you could pick one franchise to revive for 2023 so we could get a new OST from that series, what would it be? And then my question that I'll answer after yours from Xander is, if you could choose one retired VGM composer to come out of hiding in 2023, either releasing a new soundtrack or album or single, who would you want to see new work from? So what about you, Will, for series? Uh, for series, it would be Star Fox. And I would love, dude. That's that's my answer for composer. It's Hirasawa. <laughs> exactly. And it's so funny because let's like, have a new Star Fox game and a new <laughs> Hirasawa score. I love that so much that you said that. Yeah, because for me, why it's Hajime Hirasawa is he borderline did one game. I know he did that FDS game too, um, but no one's really heard of it. Like basically, he did one game, Star Fox, and did such an amazing job with it. I would love to to definitely see him come well, back. Well, apparently that he became universe. incredibly successful in Japan. He started his own company that made like yeah. ringtones in like uh-huh. jingles, and he I guess became like a multimillionaire. And P- Marty was doing some research for it when we were doing that Koji episode. And apparently, one of the reasons he left Nintendo is he really didn't feel comfortable with not owning his own music. He didn't like. It's interesting that that he didn't. He was. He totally wanted to have a soundtrack release for Star yeah. Fox, and for whatever yeah. reason at that time, and I mean, this is it was classic not a Nintendo. They Nintendo didn't, era. they weren't interested in doing that, and so I think that kind of frustrated him because he wanted so some interesting, way man. to have kind of his name attached to the music. So I don't think it's necessarily that he um, gave up composing or is no longer interested in it. It sounded like he, he just pivoted, just went on to. I mean, financially bigger and better things, but he's such a stellar composer and so God, forever so good, cemented man. in you know, who the else 16-bit does, era. Who else drops the mic like that after something like Star Fox? And it, and it was lucky that the you know, the game was beloved and it turned into this beloved well, series, Well, something too, that's so that cool lucky. about retro VGM is you have a lot of young people that kind of prove themselves in these incredible ways. I mean, one of the greatest examples is Yasunori Mitsuda for Chrono Trigger. You know, it's his right? first game following in the footsteps of Uematsu in, I think, kind of big shoes to fill. A humongous, you know, RPG score that needs to feel epic and have these memorable character themes and all these different moods. And And it was so intense that it gave him an ulcer. (laughs) He had to be hospitalized. (laughs) Chrono Trigger is, you know, definitely this indelible classic to most of us but the other thing is it also pushed i think it sort of pushed the boulder forward it moved video game music as an art form to another level in terms of 
First of all, the implementation, I think at the time, that was the best sounding home console video game soundtrack that had ever totally. but like in terms of the the timbres he was able to capture and the different instrument samples and the creativity so and mixture of genre, I think it it kind of moved the puzzle piece forward. It's 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 really really crazy. I like this question. This comes from Jonathan. Uh, it's not technically VGM related. However, what do you hope to see and hear from the music in the Mario movie, given that Koji is on as a consultant? Um, you know, I guess all I really hope to hear is a melodic, fun score. Something, you know, not that different than we've heard in a lot of great animated movies over the years, whether they're Pixar movies or... Will, what was that score that you really liked? Was it the first Puss in Boots score? Yeah, Henry Um, Jackman. Yeah, Henry Jackman. Like, there's been some animated scores over the years that have a really lively, fun energy to him. I just hope for something like that. I mean, I could go, yeah. there's so many directions you could go with the music. I just want it to be well, lively and fun. It's interesting because when I first heard Brian Tyler was working on it, I was a little concerned because I thought like his, when I think of him and his music, I don't necessarily think of a super melodic style. I think mm-hmm. of sort of the, um, I guess sort of like the cliche 2000s, big epic Hollywood orchestra yeah. sound. But when they revealed that, you know, two minute or minute and a half excerpt, it gave and me a there lot was of like 15 quotes of different Mario themes and like obscure things. And it was all interwoven into the fabric of the score. I thought it mm-hmm. was wonderfully tasteful arrangements. It sounded excellent. If that's what the score sounds like. I mean, there's a better chance that it is because I mean we know for a fact you know so much about how trailers work I mean it's like the the stuff we hear in trailers are are never what we actually hear in the movie so yeah yeah. I'm I'm hopeful I'm hopeful that it'll be that tone honestly I just I want the movie to be fun it doesn't need to be amazing I don't want it to be terrible that would be nice if it wasn't terrible Uh, (laughs) we'll do one more listener question here Uh, this comes from Chill Physics any thoughts on any of these upcoming soundtracks Octopath Traveler 2 Fire Emblem Engage, um, Final Fantasy 16, uh, Street Fighter 6, um, uh, Final Fantasy 7 Rebirth, Hades 2, or any other OSTs you're personally excited for. Um, out of those, the ones that I'm particularly excited for, definitely Octopath 2 um, and Hades 2. I think those two, I really, really, really am excited for the music. But all of those, I mean, I'm definitely looking forward to a new Fire Emblem score. Um it's interesting, a lot of the composers change uh, over the years with, with Fire Emblem. Um, I know that Morishita, we were both a really big fan um, of Morishita, but in, in the past few, I think they've been introducing a lot of other composers, so it'll be interesting to see who does that Fire Emblem engage. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, definitely for me, Octopath. I, I cannot wait for that music. Yeah, I mean, it's hard... I- I don't necessarily I don't feel like I like get really excited about video game scores that often before they come out I think I tend to get excited about them when I play the game or when I hear it and I'll get excited about certain games I think it just so happens that all of the titles that were mentioned I'm not necessarily like the type of gamer who's you probably won't play those anticipating games. Yeah. those games no, that's, that's so a good point. I probably haven't yeah. been thinking about them very much but I mean I'm I am. I would love another Octopath soundtrack. I mean, especially considering 
um, what that composer has contributed to the Princess Connect. Yeah, that's that's where I'm at, man. Is like game. obviously his first big project was was a rousing success, but it seems to me like he's just been growing and growing, which you know hopefully every good composer does, right? Growing and growing, getting better and better. So I can't wait to hear what he has up his sleeve. I also am you know very curious say? about Street Fighter Six. Like it's a long running series, of course, and I think mm-hmm. people's nostalgia is most strongly, you know, rooted around Street Fighter Two. Um, so I have I have to imagine some amount of that musical tradition will be observed. But also, I mean, the Street Fighter series musically is incredibly eclectic, and there's not one it's so eclectic. Yeah, sound you know, and style. And, and I know that Carlos has very particular opinions on the music, you know, basically after 2, you know, 3, 4, 5. I think there's things that he likes and things that he doesn't like. And, and I'm there, too. I mean, there's been tracks here and there that have been phenomenal, and then there's been really weird kind of bad stuff. So I have no idea what it's going to sound like. Um it's interesting it's one of those series that that at this point there there isn't really one sound and maybe there shouldn't be um but it's like it's really anyone's guess like what it sounds like the genre the i think it'd be really cool if it went back to sort of the style of like the first street fighter alpha soundtrack that sort of jazz that would fusion-y. be incredibly I cool mean, yeah it doesn't get much better than oh that would be super cool yeah so thanks to to everyone um we'll maybe try to next time we do this um answer a few of the remaining questions um but i just wanted to give a little thank you to our discord community everyone who listens to the podcast all the really nice emails and comments um, that we get. Uh, you guys are just really, really nice and supportive. We love, we were talking about it on Discord the other day, but we just are, we're so proud and we love this community that has kind of grown around us ever since we started this silly little podcast. And it's been such a positive community. Well, um, and I don't and know so much that it's grown around us as much as it's grown around this incredible tr- musical tradition of yeah. game scoring. And I mean, there's so many of the people on that Discord community that are incredibly intelligent, musically sensitive, and uh, yep. are continually expose us to excellent stuff that even though we've been doing a podcast like this for all these years there's so much new to be discovered and i don't just mean new as in just released but stuff yep. that we should have already known about from the 8 and 16 yeah, bit and, and beyond and know. i gotta say I, I couldn't have timed this better so uh we're now ready to queue up the last track on our playlist which will be our playout. and the last thing i wanted to say here you know speaking of community speaking of our discord fam is i'm really excited uh to plug an album that is coming out at time of release of this episode, this episode comes out on January 8th. It's coming out in two days. It's coming out on January 10th, which is a Tuesday. It's a collaborative FM synth album by a new composer collective called Kinetic Vibe Mind. And in that collective was started this fall by myself, Vav, and Modal Module, two uh, members of our Discord community, yeah. um, listeners of the show, and wonderful composers in their own right. Uh, we've had the pleasure of meeting Modal Module a couple times in person. Um, his wonderful band Shred Nobi played at VGM Con last year, so we got to hang out with him and his bro. Uh, Vav, I've been a big fan of his music uh, from the Battle of Bits community and from other chiptunes and stuff over the years. So yes, look forward to that. It's called Stratum Shift, and it is a subtle, it's a subtle Etrian Odyssey-inspired concept album. So if you like the music of Yuzo Koshiro, if you like FM Synth, look forward to Stratum Shift. 
Um, and yeah, I look forward to having future collaborative releases, um, you know, under this collective. Maybe Will could be involved in some, maybe Marty, maybe other composers. So yeah, it's kind of freeform at this point. Uh, and we definitely look forward to a lot of fun collaborations. Uh, I just think in it's insane that you just had a baby and you're already plugging a new <laughs> album. Like this well, here's is the, the most thing. Carl thing I've I ever should heard. Say, that's funny. I should say that I finished all of my music for the album just before Elliot came. So we are working on it probably only about a month in total as far as actual working on the music. So it was a pretty quick project. Um, but yeah, I finished the last track that I needed to finish basically like I think two days before Carl, he be came. honest, so have you already out. started working on another album? I haven't started working on another album. The only thing that I've done new music wise since Elliot is I had like a few hours one morning when he was sleeping and I was able to finish a boss track for one of the games that I'm scoring. And so that was, that was really great to, to know that I can still occasionally have time for this, but no, I, I don't foresee an album for a while for me. I don't currently have the time. So I hope that I can slowly whittle away on that sometime this year, but nothing yet on that, but I'm excited about stratum shift. So look forward. I to also that. think we, you know, you and I can figure out ways to sort of collaborate in a way that, you know, makes the best use of your time. Dude, like I think it'd I'm be down. really fun if you sent down. me like voice memo ideas and I made Dude, arrangements. hundred percent down. I'm committing. We're going to do that. I, I would love that, man. That would be so fun. Um, so guys, we'll play you out with BGM 25 from pro Yaku spirits, 2014. We hope you enjoy the tunes in the background. We'll post them, um, <laughs> on our website and we hope you enjoyed this laid back catch up. Very excited for the next episode. It's going to be a really good one anything else you got to plug at the end will uh i guess just the all i want to say is just mazel tov you know congratulations on being a father and you have this wonderful Thanks. kid and he's beautiful and healthy and he is. just the sweetest little guy so i couldn't be happier for you and joe and i look forward to the next time we're back so we can see <laughs> how much yeah, bigger he's gotten absolutely we missed you guys as soon as you left so cheers we love all of you we'll be back with you in a couple weeks that's about it my name is carl brueggemann and i'm will brueggemann happy new year everybody peace out